friends, it's a new day, and we're in chapter 10 of Job. And Job in its entirety is dealing with the question, why do bad things happen to good people? You see, we expect a high correlation as we begin to obey and follow God more and more for there to be greater and greater blessing and less and less heartache and pain. And to be sure, there is a correlation, but it doesn't discount the fact that we live in a broken world. Job says in verse 1 of chapter 10, I loathe my very life. Have you ever been there? Therefore, I will give free reign to my complaint, my tongue, and speak out in the bitterness of my soul. We don't know what to do with people, particularly Christians, that are expressing themselves in such pain. Job's friends blamed Job for the evil. They saw the evil in Job's life. They sat in silence for seven days, and then finally they begin to plummet Job chapter after chapter, saying, it's got to be your fault. It's got to be your pride or your sin in some way because God wouldn't otherwise allow this to happen. Listen, we've all gone through painful, bitter experiences. I remember after our third miscarriage, I just thought, I'm done. I, I, I don't know how, how to even start the next day. But let me begin with saying that the best way for all of us to love each other is with empathy. To say, I'm so sorry, ah, your pain must be enormous. As in Job's case, uh, his friends would have done well to just love him and say nothing. But I think we Christians don't quite know what to do around people in a hospital bed. We feel like we have to be the answer man. And maybe we put on our pastor hat and kind of ask, what would Mark say if he were here? And so we begin by saying, well, maybe God is teaching you blah, 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 blah. And I think, and I've been in the hospital bed when people have done that to me, and I think, I'm sure there's a zillion things I need to know and learn from God. But please, put your pulpit away. Not now. I just need some love. But what do we do with this problem of evil? Why do bad things happen to good people? What theologians or philosophers call theodicy. C.S. Lewis, I think, is right in one of his writings. He says, it is the Achilles heel of God. That is, it seems to be the weakness of, of a good, loving God, that bad things happen. So, I don't think that we want to discount the idea that God is all-powerful, He is all-knowing, He is present, He is good, but maybe there's some other things that we aren't aware of. For example, that in order for God to give us free moral freedom and responsibility. He allows choice. And some of us, out of the 8 billion people on the planet, choose bad things. And yes, sometimes there are consequences of my bad decisions and yours. And collectively, there can be amazing political and military bad decisions and consequences that happen on planet Earth. 
I think it also discounts the fact that we have forgotten that God is not only good and loving and wants to save this planet totally, but God has a specific strategy. He waited thousands of years till the cross and the resurrection, but the cross and the resurrection uh, didn't solve and complete the salvation plan. We now wait for Jesus to come a second time, and so we live in the already, but the not yet. And I think it discounts the fact that God not only is a good God, but all things, even the bad things in my life, all things will work together for good. For those that love of us that love God and are called according to his purpose, which is amazing that God can not only paint an amazingly good painting, but he can take a horrible painting and make it also into a good painting. So we are paratroopers, to refer to Lewis again, behind enemy lines using a radio to communicate with headquarters in prayer. And, and we want to keep talking to God. So here's some final thoughts. Let's not judge God. Let's not put him in the witness stand and pose as the, uh, the prosecutor who happens to be good, loving, and perfect, as if we're great and we're pr prosecuting God. It's not the place we want to be. Uh, secondly, let's be allies with God. Why would we cut off the branch that we're sitting on? Why would we cut off our nose to spite our face? It makes no sense. Because we're in pain, let's not get rid of God. This is a time that we need God more than ever before. And finally, uh, there's a greater problem in the world than the problem of evil. It's the problem of good. It's a great question. Where did good come from? And there's no explanation for it. In a survival of the fittest world, then that perhaps there is a good God who created us for goodness. And that's why we're crying out for God to be good to us. So remember, he loves you. He's 100% committed to you and he's shown it to you on the cross. So don't stop believing. Uh, we don't need to throw rocks at God, but if you need to, he's got broad shoulders. He's not going to stop loving you. He's 100% committed to you. He's faithful, and he's going to solve this problem as fast as it possibly can happen, if that means it happening in heaven itself. And remember that God wins, and so do you in the end. So in our pain, Let's keep believing, let's keep talking to God and pouring our heart out to him because he's on your team. Well, you're on his team. Father, be with us today. Not only bless us, but give us faith to believe in you in the darkest hours, including possible martyrdom, that we would not forsake our trust in you as a loving God. In Jesus' name, amen. See you guys.